The witch's cackle burns the eye that sees the danger you are in. Sometimes we're wrong, but we want to prove that we are right, so we begin. Watch out, there's a sword and it's coming for your neck. In this battle for salvation, in this battle for salvation. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 37 of the Battle for Salvation Warhammer Underworlds podcast. I am Max Bernstein. I'm Randall Slate. With us today, we have the one, the only crit caster himself, JWR John Wynn Reese. How you doing, man? Yeah, I'm not too bad, guys. How are all of you? Oh, good, good, good. Um, except for one thing. Um, I just got home. Um, I have some news I have to tell you. Um, oh. I've got crabs. Because I just picked up the Soul Raid. I just wanted to say that oh, I that had crabs. Came out I thought that was funny. Yeah, I have what, I've actually had yet? crabs for a while. I have to go of course. No, I know. Hey, look, I know in the UK, it's like a whole different thing. I have to go get that tomorrow because everyone's going to try to snag that crab. That you can't have my that crabs. That doesn't even play Underworlds. They're just going to go in there and buy it. It's right, seriously it's a problem. Crab. People want crabs so bad. Well, that's like... what happened with the Soul Blight, too. The soul, you can't get the Soul Blight, and I guarantee that 75% of the people who bought the Soul Blight Warband don't even play the game. They just wanted it for the cool models. Yeah, blame all the interesting for UK players. All I'm saying is that like everybody's making that fish super jealous right now. Yeah, because nobody's talking about the fish anymore. I remember when they they first talked about it, they're like, "Oh, there's he a fish in attack. it," and then later it's like, "Yeah," and then all of a sudden everybody's like, "Oh, there's a crab," and it was like, "Oh, there's a crab in it." All right, so um, we got to do tournaments. Uh, the only tournament that I know of that's coming up is LVO. Um, that is happening in Las Vegas. That's January 28th to 30th. That's next year. Um, tickets are apparently on sale. Um, I, I, I have a half a mind to try to go. I don't know if I'm able to, but I'm looking into it. Um, I know anyway, they've sold so out of 40k, right? Yeah. For yeah, LVO. Yeah. yeah well, LVO but I mean, we play Underworld, really so we'll be fine. Yeah. Every, every time they do it, it's, you know, you get two days to sign up or else you're, you're screwed. All right. All right, so uh, JWR, let's actually do some serious content now. Uh, how how is it going? Because we haven't seen you since. Uh, man, what, what did you? What did we do with you? We were talking. Oh, it was when about... I won uh, all the Shadespire Nightfall Ball bands. Oh right, 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 right. So that was like back at the Long end of Nightfall. We haven't seen you in a while, man. So uh, so how's the channel going? How's the blog going? What's up? Yeah, it's pretty good. The blog. Uh, hit last year over a million views. So I think it's now mm. 1.5 or 1.6. Oh, damn. Uh, but since then, I've moved into like YouTubing, got my own podcast, but more focusing on YouTubing now just because well, it, I find it like I've kind of done everything blogging wise, but I can better represent stuff I wanted to show in YouTube videos because like it's easier to explain tutorials instead of just pictures. Um, right. But also helps that because I've become a YouTube partner. I'm actually surprisingly making, well, it's like money. So it's actually helping offset costs because uh, yes. I, I don't run blogs on, I don't run ads on my blog. So right. yeah. um, 
but yeah, if YouTube's been fun, it's basically like starting again. So uh, I think now I'm the most viewed Underworld YouTuber, which is still oh, surprising yeah. for me because I just post my own stuff, basically. Uh, yeah. But it's been fun. Well, you got a lot of cachet. That's why we had you on the show, because, you know, like Randall and I are like just a couple of, you know, just yokels from, you know, a meta that nobody plays in. And like, we just, we need a little bit of star power, man. You're really helping us out. So, so thanks for coming back. Um, oh, it's a pleasure having me on. Yeah, it is a pleasure having you on. That's true. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, but I was talking with you a little while back and, and I said, Hey, do you want to be back on the show? And you're like, yeah, sure. And I'm like, well, which, which war band like tickles your fancy, which one's floating that boat. And you're like, Oh, lizards. I want lizards. Oh yeah. Love and the, like, love the seraphon. All right, let's, let's do that. So, so here you are. And, um, why don't we just dive right into it? What do you think? Yeah, yeah, sure. Let's go ahead. Yeah. Good. All right. Let's like... let... Yeah. Well, it's like Diachasm for me has had like the best selection of warbands. Uh, like my favorite are the Sinesh One Dread Pageant. Then you got the Starblood Stalkers and also like Kanan's Reapers. So it's like it's been tough for me, but yeah, the Seraphon have stolen my heart. It's they're, a lot of unique, great. very unique yeah. uh, warbands in this, and it's a lot of the new factions too in this. Uh, oh yeah, in in this um, yes season. No Stormcast denied. Right. Exactly. Well, they no, had to sneak uh, in a little Stormcast with the starter oh, set right, or whatever. Right. They had to yeah, do that, but in the official right. season, there is there is none, which is pretty cool. Yeah, two straight years of no official Stormcast. Yeah. That's cool. All right, well, let, let's talk about Fuck these guys. Um, yeah, seriously. <laughs> Screw those guys. Oh, yeah. I love them. The new ones are pretty cool. Nah, fuck them. Uh, the, shooty, the shooty ones? I kind of just want a griffin. No, no, the new Roman styled, well, Spartan styled ones from oh, the new the, star the, set in the new Dominion Age of Sigmar box. Oh yeah, Dominion. Okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, what are you guys talking? Are you guys talking about something? It's, it's a little new. It's a you know kind of a little with... updated design for them. They're a little smaller. They're like less. Hey, but I can't hang with you guys. When you talk bigger. About I don't know what it is. Well, it's like the for the new Age of Sigmar season three. Uh, see, uh, season three, version third, third edition. Third edition. There we go. All right. So they're like so, taller. Are we are we ready to talk about these guys? Yeah. I'm ready. All right, let's do it. Okay. So uh six fighter warband. Um yes. we have uh we have the leader is Kixitaka? Kizitaka. Kizzy with a Z? Looks like yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes Kizitaka, you, sometimes you sure. pronounce uh an X as a Z sometimes. In what language? Oh, what was it again? Mayan, or, I believe. Yeah, or whatever. Oh, okay. I don't know. I mean, I feel like these are like lizard men. I don't think it's like in our universe. Well, they're I definitely mean, I, they, are, they definitely they're take clearly some like inspired from Mayan yeah. and Aztec yeah. culture. All right, so 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 Kizitaka, we're sure. All right, so uh, Kizitaka is the leader um, and is uh, has the skink keyword, which we'll be talking about a little bit going forwards. Yeah. Um, Two attacks. Uh, the first one is a range two, two smash, two damage. And then the other one is a range three, two smash, one damage. And then the bottom slash line is a four, two, three on dodges, uh, which is pretty good. And there is an action on this fellow. And I'm going to just hold on. Just going to zoom in on it. Pick one feature token within three hexes. Pick And then pick one. 
flip that feature token or deal one damage to one enemy fighter within one hex of that token. Um, so that's either on the token or or adjacent to the token. This fighter can only make this action once per round, which is interesting because they're throwing it that down there after the whole Varklov fiasco. All right, cool. Um, oh, and uh, yeah, so what do we think about this guy? How are you using him when you're playing in JWR? So I, I use him quite differently to a lot of people. I Because with the faction cards, you can basically make him kind of like this buff piece, which we'll get to later. So I usually okay. uh, have him back supporting the rest of the warband. But the cool thing oh. is with his main, um, his staff attack, it is because it's two smash, two damage. He's actually mm. really good at either finishing off targets or starting the damage because he's got a front range of six. So he's actually, he's like, you know, you've got other big damage dealers in the warband, but he's just some accurate, consistent damage at close range. And even with his star bolt, he can quite reliably harass enemy fighters with being range free to smash. Yeah, and the interesting thing is that when he inspires, like nothing happens. He gets yeah, a he... little bit more accurate on the star bolt, the uh, the three range attack. Otherwise he's exactly the same. Yeah, he basically starts inspired if you think about it. He doesn't even yeah. go up to movement five when inspired, which is odd. But I guess because he's old. Yeah, maybe. And this is going to become important because we're going to talk about the uh, the uh, inspiration mechanics in a, in a minute. Yes. Um, all right. Let's get let's go to Crack Rock. Uh, I mean, sorry, Clack Truck. I'm going to call him Crack Rock. I think it's funnier. Um, okay. So uh, so Clack Truck also has. Uh, ooh, wow, that is a one range, two smash, three damage to start. And he, you know, he's he's a big boy, so that makes a lot of sense. But he also has the powerful jaws, which is almost like a, almost like a Ripa kind of like like wolf bite kind of a thing, which is yeah, like the self uh, reaction. Yeah, one range, uh, just one fury, one damage. Um, but and it's the same thing; like you can't modify it at all. Um, and it's a reaction uh, that after the activation, you can make uh, the second attack as well with a, a 314 bottom slash line on shields. So he is a big fella. And then on uh, when he's inspired, he actually does gain a lot on the bottom slash line going to 424. And uh, the powerful jaws attack uh, gains a die. Um, how are you using this guy? He just seems like a brawler. That, yeah, basically, because he, he, he's weird with his Inspire condition because his is different to the rest of the Warband. Mm. So he inspires after he's made, well, when he makes a successful attack action. So he's okay. he just basically goes either to one-shot someone or to finish someone off. He right. like, just runs in. But you kind of use him separately because he's slower than the rest of the Warband. You ideally want him to Inspire, but he's doing free damage from the offset. And gotcha. even though his powerful Jaws reaction is only one Fury... Uh, when it comes to certain cards, you're only you're you're attacking anyway because it's a guaranteed reaction that mm -hmm. always happen. Uh, well, unless someone's got a reaction window to block it. But yeah, you just run in and hope for the best. I mean, he's still fairly accurate with his main attack, mm -hmm. and but you you want him to inspire because then he goes to movement forward to block. But yeah, the cool thing about him it. is yeah. when he inspires. So let's say he charges in with a celeste celestite. War Maul and does two smash yeah. uh, it succeeds then he will immediately inspire and then after right. the activation he'll react and then he will go to two fury because the inspiration comes before the reaction window yes. yes so that's a thing like people can miss but 
you just basically roll up to him and go, I'm going to eat you. And then you don't care if he misses, but your opponent is like, oh my gosh, he can potentially do four damage. So I need to keep yeah. away. Yeah. And if he lands that first one, then then the second one just, again, it's a little bit more accurate. So uh, you could potentially one-shot some four wound fighters, potentially. Yes. And if you chant his name every time you attack, you will succeed in one way or the other. You'll either terrify your opponent oh, that's a or actually succeed. Well, I mean, you, it, there's nothing negative to it. It's it's definitely exactly. positive, no matter what, right? Especially um, like when you if you chant as well, you can also like pound your fists on the table, but not too hard because you don't want to knock it. But that's an rock, option. Rock, 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 yeah. rock. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, Just like that. I'm, going, I'm going to skip this guy because I have a feeling that you're going to talk about him for a really long time. So I'm going to yes. talk about the other yep. guys first. Um, this, uh, so then we get to the skinks. There are three, um, three kind of like run of the mill skinks. So th these guys kind of remind me a little bit of despoilers. They kind of have that kind yeah. of feel to them. Um, so this is kind of like your, you know, like, like that's your, that's your, uh, what's his name? Garrick. Right. And then, then Clacktrock is kind of like your Dengar. What's his name? Is that, is that his name? I don't remember. Oh, it's Draknar. Draknar. Um, and then, and then these are like your, your little like shooty guys. So, um, so let's start with, uh, Zepic. Um, yep. actually let's start with Dr. Anthony Hauchi. Okay. <laughs> um, and because he's got the skittish, uh, reaction on him. So, uh, here's, uh, Dr. Anthony Hauchi. Yes. I'm going to try to make it a thing. Uh, he's a skink and a hunter, um, with two, uh, possible attacks. There is the meteoric javelin which is a one range, two smash, two damage, which is not bad. And then uh, the hurled javelin. So he's throwing it. Three range, two fury, one damage. And he doesn't lose it, which is usually thematically, like when, when you have somebody with a spear or a javelin, like Jigathra or uh, or uh, what's, the guy, what's the guy from the Wild Hunt's name? Scathe. Scathe. Um, uh, they like throw the javelin and don't get it back. So uh, this guy just magically has the javelin come back, I guess. Um, yeah, he's got a magic one. Sure. It's made okay, from space sure. rock. It's meteoric. Or he just has exactly. multiples of them. He just has a couple of them. Um, he hides for they. You know what? It's magic. We'll just, I don't, I don't want to magic. Let's go with magic. Fantasy here. Yeah. Um, we got the uh, the bottom slash line of 412. Uh, on 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 shields, but uh, the skittish reaction uh, says after an opponent's power step. Really weird reaction window. Uh, push this fighter one hex away from an enemy fighter within two hexes. Okay, so it has to be at the end of the opponent's power step, but that basically means you can do it four times in a round. Yes, it, as long as there's the, someone within two inches. Right, as long as the two hexes. Exists, right. And then uh, one hex away from an enemy fighter within two hexes. So the so the 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 enemy fighter has to be decently close to get it to work. And all three of those little uh, skinky guys, the hunter skinks, uh, they all have that ability. It's actually good that it's um, at the reaction window because there's nothing that really shares that. Yep. Yeah, because like, I think it'd be too oppressive if it was after the activation. Yeah. And it, or if it was like all of them, you can only do one of them, right? Because they they all have the same reaction, so they are all in the yeah. same window. Yep, yeah, that's correct. So you can only do one at a time. Okay. Because uh, I was definitely playing that wrong when I, when I first <laughs> saw them. 
I was like, oh, they all get to do it. That's crazy. Yeah, that's right. It is crazy. Um, so, and when uh, when Dr. Anthony Hauchi, when he um, inspires, uh, gains a little bit of accuracy on the hurled javelin, grabs another die on that, grabs knockback, and also increases speed to five. Not bad. Um, yeah. Let's do let's do talk. Uh, no tick. See, they have Zepic. Yeah, I, I raised this, and they were very like, "I'm sorry, John. There's no tick." I was like, "No." Wait, why? Why? Because the name's already locked in. Uh, I tried to get tick there, and they were like, "We can't have TikTok, John." I was like, "You failed us." Oh, yes, you can. Exactly. <laughs> that just it's a lack of imagination. Exactly. They All said right. it was a good All idea, right. but no one had thought of it. Okay. Well, you know. But not everybody has the same vision we do. All right. Okay. So, uh, but we do have talk. I mean, or at least just change talk's name so that like we don't want it to, to have tick. We could we call He's him TikTok in my heart. Well, why don't we have Zeptic and talk? That could work. They could have put a T instead of a P. Would have been perfect. Anyway, so we have talk. He's also a skink hunter. Um, kind of similar uh, in feel. Uh, the the bone splitter is a three damage uh, sorry three range two fury one damage or he also has a moonstone club one range two fury one damage has the skittish uh and then also the same uh no it has a different bottom slash line that's um uh, four one two on dodges and when he's inspired he also gains a little bit of uh accuracy on the club goes up to three fury uh five uh range uh, five movement rather and uh, gains a defense dice on dodge. All right. And then, of course, we have uh, Zeptic to go with talk. Um, that also has a Moonstone Club, uh, a one, two fury, uh, and and uh, one damage, uh, four, one, two on the bottom slash line on shields. Uh, gets a little punchy when he's inspired, uh, three fury, two damage, which is pretty good and um gains that all important extra move goes up to five so um so how are you playing these three skittish skinks like what are what are you typically doing with these guys so zepic is the skink i generally deploy up front because you know you've got six fighters so someone at least one is going to be near the opponent because hmm. he's got a shield and he defends on block so there's he's more likely to survive than talk is um and right. then like obviously talk i would still keep like not at the back, but able to, able to be like reached because I don't care if those two die. Um, but then Huachi is your what I use to like instigate attacks because he's two smash two damage at range one. Again, yeah. And then yeah, he has got a thrown spear, but might as well like you just only use that if you're absolutely desperate. But um, they they are just like my scouts or like they probe the opponent. But generally they will like run onto objectives for stuff like um. Because remember, yeah, the warband and spy mechanic, apart from Clactrock, is when you hold three or more objectives. Mm -hmm. So I'd be always trying pressuring the opponent with these guys because they either act as bait or they're like probing the enemy, getting on objectives just to be an annoyance. Gotcha. I mean, as as far as I've seen so far, I mean, you know, Clactrock uh, aside, I feel like these guys don't gain like a whole heck of a lot from being inspired. No, um, it's like it's like a diachasm thing. It's more of a nice yeah. side grade instead of being like, oh, I have to inspire like it was with some of the older warbands. 
Right. So it's yeah, like, like, like I remember Yotharis was like that. That was like the first war band where it's like if you don't inspire them, it's like not a huge. It's not a really big a deal. Exactly. So um, it, the, the, the way I actually use inspiring with this war band is I always go for like, oh, I could be on free objectives in the next activation, not because I want to inspire, because my opponent will be like, uh, oh, I have to stop you inspiring because I mm. can stop you inspiring. So that's what I'll do. Okay. So then they'll burn all their like push cards or whatever to keep me off that third objective. And then I'll go, and now I have a safe end phase because I didn't care about inspiring. I just wanted to be make sure I've got free objectives. Interesting. So you'll kind of like faint on that. Um, yes. But 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 and and then if they decide not to use this, like, well, at least I'm inspired. You know. Exactly. Because then the other thing is that the skinks will go to movement five, which is huge. Because then all of a sudden, like if you're running cards like Gathered Momentum, go Momentum, you basically score that already. But just going to Movement Five is huge, and the skinks get a little bit more accurate. But it's just a nice thing if it happens. I don't really plan around it. As I said, I use it more as a threat to trick the opponent. Gotcha. Um, okay, so we cleared our schedule. We have about seven hours right now to talk <laughs> about Odapodle. Um, okay, so well, I just wanted to make sure we had enough time. Yes, because I feel like we're just gonna be talking about this for a long time. All right, we we see some new stuff happening with Otopodle here. Otopodle? Otopodle. Okay. Yes. So we. Uh, okay. So so here here you go, JWR. Um, let's just talk about this. Um, he hits on crits. Oh, that's so good. So I was good, so right. happy when that happened, when I found out the news. All right. So this is like, this was like banner day. This was like, you know, like, like New York Yankees get Giancarlo Stanton. This is like, I don't know. Is there like a soccer equivalent of that? I guess winning like, the World what? Cup with England. I, I, yeah, it was kind of like, yeah, okay. I, I meant more like you get like a, like a, like an important piece that like means a lot to you. Is there like, you know. Like Barcelona getting messy or something like that. I don't. I don't know. Is that is that is that a real thing? Did I make that up? What I, happened? Uh, right? I guess it is. I'm just not a big football fan. Me neither. Uh, your type of football. Exactly. Right. Okay. So uh, Odapata, let's talk about him. So he's a skink. He's oh, yeah. a hunter. He's a quarry. That's the second Indeed. time we've seen that. I think uh, the Titan of Chitin is the only one who's had that so far. Yes. Uh, Sex the slick slash. Slick slash. That's right. Um, okay. So here we go. Three range, three hitting on crits. Oh, yeah. One damage, dart pipe. Also has cleave and snare. And the first time I saw that, you know, like, because I'm not thinking that hard. And I'm going like, wait, what does that mean? Like, why do you need, if you, you're hitting on crits, what do you need cleave or snare for? Um, because it matters with um, with supports. Exactly. exactly. Like, uh, unless you're me, people generally try and get supports. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, it's for because if you hit on supports with him, he suddenly goes from oh he's only got a forty-eight point one percent chance to roll a crit on three dies for, and then he just becomes super accurate. Right, exactly. So if you can get that going, I mean, I don't know if that's something you're really like trying to make happen, just because he doesn't deal a lot of damage, but the dart pipe does. Uh, Give a uh, sorry. It says it says the dart pipe. The target of this attack action cannot be driven back by this attack action. And if it succeeds, you give the target one move token. So you can use the dart pipe if you, and remember it's accurate, especially with especially when you have supports. 
to get even more accurate. Um, you can just kind of freeze guys in place. Yes, because I was a bit off on my calculations. It's forty-two point one percent for a crit on three dice. It's fifty-one point eight for four dice. But um, yeah, he. You actually want him for the move application because he just mm. straight up applies a move token. And then, right. yeah, if you're getting supports, that's kind of a, not a great trade, but it's still that the moment you just ping someone a move token, you're just like, yeah. especially if you have a distraction in hand, you can go, okay, I've got the supports, move token, push you away. Right. And so if you have like, like let's say a Morgok or something like that, who who hits you know one range anyway? You can just kind of freeze him in a spot. Maybe Thug and Art Skull have already gone, and it's like, what do you do for the next two you know uh, two activations? Like it kind of you can really uh, kind of potato somebody's uh, somebody's plans. Yeah, it's um, like it can almost win you that round if he just yeah. randomly gets that to go off. Right. Which um and again, it's not like it's not like a nothing attack. You know, three dice on crit. Like you know, you probably you know what is it? She said it's like nearly a coin flip, right? Exactly. Yeah. Very close. Not, to not bad. All right. He also has a bottom slash line of four two two, so pretty evasive, decently fast, good threat range on this guy. Um, when he inspires, and he also inspires when we have the when we have the three uh the three objectives being held, he goes to three. Three on crits, two damage. Oh yeah, which is pretty decent, and gains a uh, gains a move and gains a, a third defense die on on dodges, which is decently tanky, and can hold objectives. You know, even oh, though yes. he's kind of kind of in you know like he's not really like one of the pets. He's not. He, he actually is like a skink. Like no, he's, he's a real he's boy. Like the other guy. He's yes. not a beast. He is a real boy. Like little little Pinocchio-ish, yeah. Um, so so uh, so decent. So there's a lot of a lot of like tools in the box here with these guys, yeah. Definitely. Oh yeah, they're very like a toolbox-heavy warband, if that makes sense. They've got like a lot of things you can do with them. They're right. a finesse warband. Yeah, sounds you good. Just, you don't just run up there and win the game. You have to think about it and outsmart your opponent. Yes, I, I I think so because I've, I've played in, a few games with these guys. You can't just run in the middle and try to roll dice and win the game. Basically, they're not super strong. Uh, you know, they're they're a little they're they're easy to kill. I, I would say, especially like the skinks, mm -hmm. they're they 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 kind of blow up. They give primacy to your opponent a lot. I think you do have to be very careful the way that you uh, the way that you approach certain warbands with these guys. Yeah, because there's like you can literally go into like hours talking about the warband because. Skittish is really important because what you can do is say you deploy two skinks next to each other and your opponent kills one. If you're near an objective with that second one, they go, oh, I've killed your skink. And then you go, okay, I react to push myself onto that objective and then I'll move on to another one in my activation. So you can almost sacrifice your skinks to set up Skittish. And then even Otapattle, he has, well, because it has the quarry keyword, Hunter one doesn't really matter, but the quarry keyword is so huge because especially with cards like Absolute Stillness, but then all the quarry tech in general, because it just starts with quarry and unlocks so much stuff for you without having to worry about investing cards to unlock that keyword. Yeah. No, I know. It's, it's, there's a lot of options here, I think. Um, but right. If you have uh, a fighter no that starts as a quarry, it opens up a lot more deck-building options for you. Yes, 100%. That you don't you don't have to you don't have to burn cards in order to get the rewards of being a quarry. 
but there's even objectives for like oh just have a surviving quarry yep. and yep. you don't even have to worry about oh you know i need to search my deck for this card or like hunting season you're like nope autopaddle is just at the back of the boards being alive yeah. one glory and autopaddle is good for absolute stillness too because he has pretty decent defense and he has a ranged attack so yes he's not totally useless while he's sitting on that objective and it's you know if you put him on guard and he, with yeah, his he becomes dice, a dice, annoying dice, beast. Then, yeah, possible. It's, yeah. it's hard to get him off the objective. And then while you're there, like, going, oh, your skinks are at the back of the board, you've got Clack Troc rampaging through their front lines. So they kind of have to go, do I ignore Clack Troc and kill your skinks or ignore the skinks and try and prevent Clack Troc running me over? Yeah. You have to kill Clack Troc. Like, he's too... He's, he's too, too much powerful to, to leave him alone, yeah. And then you have and yeah. then you have all your little skinks, you know, scoring you points um and getting stronger in the process, so. Yeah, cuz the problem is the moment Clacktrock gets inspired cuz the mobility is key, but he goes to two block, so all of a sudden you're like, yeah, "Oh wow. Yeah, yeah he's he's yeah. like defending against a lot of stuff." All right, guys. So, it's time to dive into the uh the faction specific cards. For the Seraphon and uh, JWR, we're gonna, the way that we usually do it um, is that we we talk about uh, cards we think are auto includes. Those are cards that if you're playing the Lizard Men, you're absolutely going to have this card in there. It doesn't matter the style. Yep. Um, we also have uh, you know if there's anything that you think is particularly good in the current meta, like you think that like oh this is a you know warband that people are playing right now and this is a good counter card for that. Um, you can mention that. And if there's any card that you like specifically because you're playing a particular play style, like if it's good for aggro, if it's good for control, if it's good for flex, whatever it is, hold objective, you can mention that too in that section. So we're going to start with auto-includes, yep. and we're going to start with objectives. So uh, the first one that you said, and you were very emphatic about this, that we should have is uh, the great plan. Oh, yeah. So, it's probably the best yes. objective in the game. Really? It's like, okay. Uh, well, because it's free glory, and it's if you read it, it's basically superior tactician because you need to have scored six or more objectives and then one surge, hybrid, and duel in in those six. So well, you go, oh, superior tactician. Pretty, yeah, that's that's. But then you realize do actually. Yeah, and the biggest thing it can happen at any end phase, though not any even end the phase. final end phase. So nice. you can theoretically oh. score this end of one. You know what? Actually, you can. Yeah, you could, or or even you know the end of two. You know, and like in and like if you're scoring, yeah, and and it can be like the last one you score, right? So if yes. you have, so let's say it's like end of round one, you scored, you know, three surges or something like that, uh, and then or you know, well, you'd have to score four surges, right, during yes. the end phase because then you'd have three in your hand, so you have to have six already. So it can be the seventh one you score. Yep. So more likely like... happen in the second or third round. Okay. Well, basically, I, I, you always score this in the second round, rarely in the third, and it's like very rarely in the first. But for free glory in the end phase for round two is incredibly strong. Yes. It offsets yes, it them bleeding so much glory. And then if you look at, oh, oh, surge, well, you've already got six of them. Hybrid and jewels can also be surges. So like hybrid right. could be gathered momentum, and then right. a jewel could be swift capture. Sure. Um, and it also counts as a dual objective itself. So it just, like, if you were being really greedy, you could run set the tempo as well and have the mm. great plan 
score, you set the tempo, but then you're running an incredibly bricky deck. Yeah, that's why I, I I tend to shy away from stuff like that because I've been I've been bricked way too many times trying to trying to get greedy like that. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. for me, like the only problem, like I ran Superior Tactician the moment came out until it got rotated out, and people were like didn't do that because they were like it's the third end phase. But for me, it's like Superior Tactician on training wheels because it's so easy, yeah. especially because you can score in any phase. All right, so so there you go. Hot yeah, and take. it's nice you Great can do plan. it like in the end phase. You can have this like as a, as a card, and then you can do you can do two other end phase objectives before you lay this one down. Right. Yeah, because right. you get so to choose the order. Like, yeah, exactly. And it's um, like and if, if you score this in round two or one, it it can almost destroy your opponent's morale because then they go, "You just scored free free glory during round two. And if you did well, well, round one, hold on a second though, because if you're able to score this, you had to have scored six things already, right? So yes. you, you you would be really far ahead at that point. Exactly, and it can yeah. almost just make you sure makes makes sure that you basically dominate the opponent for round three. All right. So uh, the next one that you really liked was Will of the Slan. Yes. What, what's a Slan? So it's a giant frog, basic space frog. That's their leaders. So they like oh, they've been alive, alive for like thousands of years. They're master wizards, but the the reason the will of the slan is so cool is because this warband is basically an aggro hold objective warband in general. So you need yeah. to hold an objective in your territory as well as enemy territory for two glory. Oh, so it's like swift so capture, swift capture, but it's at the end phase and it's more glory. Yes. So you would go. Nice. I will always run this because even if um, you're not running like too much hold objective stuff you're going to be wanting to pressure just to get onto one objective in enemy territory, and there are enough cards to help support that. And because you're a six-fighter warband, you need uh, high-glory cards like this to offset you bleeding so much glory with the skinks. Absolutely. Yep. Definitely. Um, yeah, that's a good one. And you have like the mobility to do it. You have the mobility oh, to yeah, get in there, exactly. and you have yeah. a, another, uh, the other incentive to get on the objectives with their Inspire mechanics, so... Yeah, because you can even attack, and then if someone just stays there, you can just skittish back on. So you can almost do like, oh, I'll probe you with like my range-free attack. And then the opponent goes, oh, well, I'm not going to do anything. You've, you've already done everything. And then at the end of their power step, you push yourself onto their objective. Nice. All right, so we got that. Um, the next one is called Balance the Cosmic Equation. We like this one. This is a hybrid, so if you're going for the great plan, this is one you could do. Score this in an end phase if... There are two or more enemy fighters out of action, or your warband holds more objectives than any other warband. That's that that's very flexible. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it it's basically like the definition. Yeah, yeah. It literally you can do it from if because you're generally running these guys as flex as hold objective and aggro. So you either mm -hmm. score for being really aggressive early or just sitting on objectives because even now hold objectives isn't that popular, but you just need to hold one more than the opponent. And then when you combine it with like dominant position, you go, oh, I'm on two objectives, you're on one, yeah. and I get dominant and I get balance, and balance helps towards the will of the um, the great plan. So they all kind of they all kind of like like uh, cascade on each other. Yeah, it's a, it's a part good. of your great plan. There you go. All right, um, another one you liked uh, was instinctive tactics. And, uh, oh, this is one that we've seen before where you're getting uh, two or more reactions in the same end phase. So what was that, like 
Treacherous Foe was like that, right? We're just doing reactions. Yeah, Treacherous Foe is getting... one, and then you've got in your Far East Guardians. Yeah, your Far East Guardians have that, but it's two reactions. Two. Right. Yeah. So the way I like doing this is you've got Skittish, but if mm. you've got any other reaction in the Warband, and then I use Clacktrock because of his jaws, because his, mm. his reaction is basically always guaranteed. So you can either use Clacktrock's reaction to set up instinctive tactics or go, oh, I finally scored, it. I, fi I finally triggered a reaction. I'll just charge him with Clacktrock. I don't care if I kill you or not. I will now score instinctive tactics. Yes. I love cards I, and, like and this. And what's good, yeah. Cards and what's that, good re is that re reward you for doing reactions. Well, that's and, and that are on your fighter cards anyway. Like, yeah. That, yeah. And the other thing that I was going to say is that um, because the skittish is in such a weird reaction window, it's unlikely to get it, it's sorry i don't think it can at this point get no. locked can it there's nothing, nothing else in that reaction it. window no. so you really have to just get one and just have your skinks like kind of close enough that's it i, I mean i like putting stuff like buried instinct because then they're like if they like mm -hmm. attack clack truck you go buried instinct and they go oh okay and then clack truck attacks back, back and then you go right. cool there bam go. i've scored it. instinctive tactics yeah. nice all right, so so that's so those are the ones we think are the auto includes. Um, you mentioned another one that you thought was good specifically in like Vanguard format, which is a uh, Heralds yes. of Annihilation. Yes, uh, which is uh, a surge score immediately after an activation in which a friendly fighter made an attack action that took an enemy leader out of action. Um, specific for Vanguard because. There's no Molog, basically. Oh, I mean, okay. Wait, yeah, yeah. is that true? Wait, I thought I thought with Vanguard you could still play like old war bands. No, proper Vanguard no. is only the season of only season oh, four, only season four uh, factions, and that's really. Oh, I thought it was like you could do anything. You just no, like the, you've got uh, like the universal pool was just that. No, that's like Vanguard Plus, which is someone's weird fusion of Vanguard. The only problem with that is, so it's like Vanguard, but then you're allowed all the warbands. You just use um, Dire Chasm's universal cards. But then the problem okay. you have is like a lot of factions have restricted cards. So they go, oh, now my restricted cards no, don't have any cost because there's no restricted Dire Chasm cards. Gotcha. But, and, and leaders are a lot more killable when they're not Molog. Yeah, I mean, you've got Kanan, who you have to watch out for. But even then, he's not as bad as Molog or Hrothgorn or Morgok. Uh, and right. even though Morgok has less wounds than them, the problem is if, if you go after Morgok, the other uh, Morgok's crushers will just crush you. So, because if you look in Diakasm, you've only got like Mayari, who's three wounds, Vasilak, who's four, even Kizitak is only three. So it's actually not too right. bad if you compare that season's Warband's leaders. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So so the, the leaders are a little squishier than... than and yeah, you scored this from any fighter from your Warband taking an enemy leader. Oh, yeah, it doesn't need true. to be your leader. So Clacktrock right. goes snap, or even like the Camille or Otterfast will just start someone between the eyes. Nice. Sounds good. All right. So so that'll work for the objectives. Um, that's all we had, right? Yes, pretty okay, much. Okay, cool. So uh, let's move on to Gambits then. All right. So uh, again, we're doing uh, auto-includes, stuff you like for the current meta, and stuff based on uh, play style. All right. So we're going to start with the auto-includes, and the one that you like uh, first is the, the Great Drake. And yes, because that says, yeah. Well, it's plus one dice. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, no. It's 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 an asterism, which yeah. is similar to the cycle cards that we saw with the Nurgle, right? Like you can only have one out at a time, and they kind of go away at the end of the round. 
but yeah, uh, they're like their faction keywords, basically. Right. Uh, but this one gives a uh, plus one dice. So it's kind of the same. Sorry, it's like kind of the same thing as the site. It's like the same like mechanic. It's a persisting. You, it's a ploy you play, and it gives you a persisting effect until the end of the round, right. or until you play another asterism. But they. But the thing is that they don't like. They're not also called cycle cards. Is I guess the point that I'm trying to make. Like they could have called these cycle cards for everyone, but then there would be like a lot of cycle cards like canceling each other out. So I think they like change the um, the keyword. Okay. So that oh, that, uh, for Nurgle, you've got the great cycle for Nurgle cycle. So it's like how Nurgle's plagues cycle through and rotate. So you've got life and death. So he's got this circle of life. So that's why they called it cycle cards. Uh, and and so and these guys are all about space frogs. So asterism because aster means star. Think about that. They're very into star signs in a very annoying way, but it actually works for them. I see. I know some people like that. Me too. Uh, I mean, I am a cancer, like a crab, you know. Oh, gosh, just I'm just saying, it's like I'm 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 gonna paint this guy up. I'm just gonna make him paint him like me. That's what's gonna do. <laughs> crab, it's, like, it's crab crab with my face on it. Crab, crab hype. Exactly. Uh, anyway, so this is an asterism, and this is a good one. It's plus one dice to friendly fighters' range one attack actions for the rest of this round. You play this at the very beginning if you're planning on starting. Yeah, some this card's so good. Yeah, because the moment you play it, you play it even if you don't care, because then your opponent's like, oh my gosh, Clacktrock's now free smash. Yeah. yeah. Or like, and then, but then they'll forget the rest of your skinks who are range one all of a sudden, like, who actually goes to free smash. Um, mm -hmm. Your skinks go to free fury. If some of them are inspired, they'll be four fury with their moonstone, with, with, with their like clubs. Uh, yeah. And if you give them like attack action upgrades, like, you know, uh, Amberbone Sword, they'll be doing like four smash. It's, yeah. it's crazy what it can do. Kizzy Taka doesn't care about this. Uh, Odapato doesn't care about this, but everybody else seems to have something. Oh, yeah, because the moment you play a Danny Pond's like, oh, my gosh, I'll stay away from Clackrock. He's got he's free smash now. Just ignore yeah, him. The other guys are going to get you, too. Watch out. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the Great Drake, definitely one you want to have. Uh, uh, Dr. Anthony Hounchie's device, um, and that is, let's see, where is that thing? Right up here. Oh, this is one of this is a weird one. Okay, so this is uh, you pick you pick one of these things. Either you can push one enemy fighter one hex. Okay, so it it, it might just be a distraction. Side note, uh, you could also pick an opponent because you have one, so you'll pick them. That player picks three fighters from their warband and pushes each of them one hex if they have fewer than three surviving fighters they push each of their surviving fighters one hex so if they're trying to set up supremacy and no you don't yeah pretty much it's either basically faction distraction or your opponent has to push three of their own up to three of their own fighters so if they only had two or one fighters they would push how many remained but it basically right. it's super flexible so you can even use it as distraction which you normally will and if you're against the whole objective player, and let's say you've killed, uh, they've only got four fights left, but three of them are on objectives. You play this and laugh while they like cry and like denounce you as a demon. Like I don't have enough cards to put my guys back on. Yeah. Yep. All right. So that's it's a just good super one. Super flexible. Worst things worse. It's it's a distraction. So you just have it in as just for distraction, and then but it yeah. just has this other other stipulation. Okay. So that's a good one. Um, another one that you said you like is uh, Burst from the Shadows, 
which is uh, choose up to two friendly hunters, of which you have four, right? Yes. And push each chosen fighter up to two hexes, so it is a double-double sidestep on four of your guys. Oh, yeah, because, like, this is super flexible. Either keeps you having reliable end phase, helps you, like, inspire. The cool yeah. thing about this, it says hunters and not skinks. So if you mm. gave, for example, Clactrock, the hunter keyword, all right. of a sudden, Clactrock can be pushed to you. That's, that's right. good, because Clactrock okay. has no keywords at all. He's not a skink hunter or quarry. Exactly. So if you can give but him... The, 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 yeah. Well, because this thing, people go like, oh, it's, it's just for the skinks. He's got skinks on the artwork. But then, yeah, you give Clactrock like, any of, anything that makes him a hunter, and all of a sudden he just bursts from the shadows and gets your opponent <laughs> Yeah, instead those cards that give that make you into a hunter, those uh, soul, soul tooth, yes, are the soul decent tooth on. Weapons, yeah. They're decent on little, you know, dangle burrows like the skinks. Anyway, even though they're already hunters, yeah. but then you can give it to Clacktrock to make him, you know, have more synergy with the rest of the warband. Yeah, especially if you like running like the soul tooth bowl, they go, oh, you just put on Clacktrock to get more reach, and you're like, yes, for more reach, yeah, and then yeah. you play Blast from the Shadows, right? right. Awesome. Well, the next card we want to talk about is called Lords of Space and Time. What? You said that word. Re- you said that name really weird. I did. It, it it's it's almost as if you had like some sort of weird accent. What See the, the way that what? you're supposed to say it. No, no, you're, oh. you're supposed to say it like this. Lords of space and time. <laughs> well, how come I, well, how come I don't sound like that when I say that? I don't know. I mean, like it seems as though you just like haven't been practicing your diction. Like it's <coughs> like, you guys are saying like Lords of Space really and weird. Time. No, it's not. Dude, you said it like super wrong. Like it's it's this. It's this. Lords, Lords of Space, space, space and Time. I can't do that. I don't understand why you guys are saying it's so weird. I don't know either. I guess it's because you have crabs, so that's maybe what's it's because I have crabs. Yeah. That could be it. All right. Well, let's take Space a look crabs. at this. Let's take a look at this one. It's called Lords Space and Time, and it goes like this: uh, Choose one friendly fighter that is not adjacent to any enemy fighters. Okay, so they have to be kind of like sitting out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, place that fighter on the same hex as an objective token in enemy territory, not adjacent to any any enemy fighters. Then give that fighter a move token. So, very similar to Fainway, but it's a gambit, and you have to go to your opponent's territory. Yeah, it's like basically if your opponent hasn't kept track of the like babysitting the objectives, you can teleport someone. And the cool thing about this, obviously. It helps you inspire, but it can keep mm. you on objectives. And the cool yes. thing is you can play it after you've charged that fighter or even moved. Because yes. that's the yes, flexibility of it. You don't have to have like been standing still. You could have charged Absolutely. someone and then use it as a redeploy to make someone safe. And it helps with Will of the Slam. Yes. And it helps with Swift Capture. Yeah, it just synergizes with so much you want to do. Like I like using it to slave, save Clacktrock. Because like, if he fails a charge, uh, like, and he drives back someone away, then they'll go like, ah, oh, you know, I'll just ignore him or whatever. I'll, like, position someone next to him and then can he like either sidestep or if he's adjacent to no one, just teleport him out of there. 
well, into further into enemy territory, but then that would synergize you holding objectives. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so there's a lot of play with this card. I mean, I think it, I think it matches quite a bit of what you're trying to do, no matter how you're kind of currently playing. Like if you're playing, you know, uh, you know, the, the hold objective stuff or the aggro stuff, it, it works in both cases. And there's a lot of objectives that, that, that synergize well. Yeah. So, um, so that's a good one. Um, all right. Now you said in the current meta, you like Stotex Venom. How do you pronounce that? Sotex. Sotex Venom. This is a poison. We haven't had a lot yeah. of poisons in, in that, that were like useful. I mean, lead bone dust a little bit. Um, play this during a friendly fighter's attack action. After the deal damage step, give that target a move token. So it's almost like uh, Odipaddle, but it's a... Um, but it's it's a gambit, um, and you don't actually... Oh, you do actually have to land the shot. Yeah, it has to be a successful there's attack. No, there's no deal damage step in, unless it is uh, unless it is successful. Yeah, but the key thing, it works on any range of attack. So, because mm -hmm. the Warband's got a lot of range free attacks you could do with your leader, but you can, like, set it off with the Skinks or even Clactrock. And the cool mm -hmm. thing is, it's also another reaction, so it helps with instinctive tactics. But Absolutely. if you look at the current meta... It messes up a lot of diacasm warbands if you're playing Vanguard, but especially in Championship, because all of a sudden yeah. you could you could go, oh, I'll ping like one of Morgok's crushes or ping Molog after he's moved, and then he's just locked out. All he can right. just do is just attack people. Um, even the Mournflight, the moment you tag one of them before they've moved with a move oh, token, yeah. that can almost shut them down. So oh, yeah, it's yeah. yeah, you could break their just, whole hand. A lot of the a lot of the Mournflight's objectives require them to move. In a certain exactly. way. Exactly. Yeah, they don't care about, they actually care more about how they move on to an objective. So if you can just neuter that early, uh, especially with how they set up and deploy, that can effectively neuter their first round. Awesome. Okay. Hate more in flight. And Gotta screw them over somehow. Hey, uh, hey, yeah, hey, hey back off my banshees. Hate them. I back love them because they're so broken. They're just, they're just <laughs> broken. Just get them out of here. That's why we like them, because we win with them a lot. It's just too easy. Um, yeah. No, but but so so Sotex Venom though, very good for control. Um, you also mentioned that based on uh, play style, you recommend giving uh, the Hunter Steed a look if you need some mobility. Uh, the Hunter Steed is another asterism that instead of giving you one dice on your attacks, it gives you one move to friendly fighters, so it makes your guys a little faster. Yeah. Because it's like, you mainly run it for Clactrock, but also if you're being more aggressive. And it's really cool when your Skinks are inspired, because they'll go to movement 6. So especially if you're running cards like Cover Ground, Ground yeah. or Wing Death, you're basically auto-scoring mm. that for the round. Wing, yeah, Wing Death. That's a good one. Because you need to move 6 in yes, order to or get... or make a successful range-free kill. Which you also have, so you can definitely make it happen. Indeed. Because um, a lot of those guys have range 3. Oh, but you, oh no, but it's, it's a kill, right, for the Wing Death? Yeah. Right. But you could do it like Clactra does free and then like your leader runs in and goes, ah, Starbolt. Right. <laughs> Is that how he sounds when he yeah. does Starbolt? Well, he, more clicking and like not, not able to pronounce yeah, hissing and Yeah. yeah. It, it's basically, it would sound like that, that dinosaur that killed Newman in the, in the yeah. uh, Jurassic Park. In, in yeah. Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> he call Alan, him Newman. Wake up. One of those. Yeah. Um, 
All right. Uh, so that's it as far as gambits go uh, that we thought was like kind of worth it. Um, let's talk about uh, upgrades. All right. So upgrades, we have a few auto includes. Um, one of them is the Heaven Blessed Weapons. Heaven Blessed Weapons, which is uh, great. How come every it's faction can't get this dice? card? Because it would break a few of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think these guys, this is plus one dice and knockback to this fighter's range one attack actions, and it can go on freaking anybody. Yeah. I mean, mainly put it on clack truck, but as I said, sure. if you're, you're usually running like weapon upgrade, attack action upgrades for these guys. So when you're like getting even more plus one dice, like on amber bone sword, stuff like that, it's, pre or even like, um, soul tooth dagger because when it rolls mm. a crit it goes to free damage so all of a sudden you're rolling four dice with that and you get yeah, a reroll yeah. yeah yeah i like the absolutely. soul tooth stuff with with these guys a lot oh yes soul tooth right. spear and dagger are really good because it just it, yeah. it, you can put it on yeah like we said before you can put it on a skink to upgrade their attack or you can put it on clack truck or uh kixie taka to give them more synergy with the other cards yeah Cool. Um, so the next one we have is Spawning Bond. Uh, you can put this on a skink, so everybody except Crack Rock. And this is a reaction, so if you're running the reaction uh, thingy, I forgot what it's called already. Instinctive Tactics. Instinctive Tactics. If you're playing that, this counts as well. Um, after another friendly skink is pushed from a hex within three hexes, you can push this fighter one hex. Um, now, I, I played with this a little bit didn't get a lot of mileage out of it, but uh, maybe I was just not doing it right. So, so uh, JWR, how, how are you playing this thing? So it's generally, I'm putting this on my leader, but it's someone on the backfield generally, because it can go in any skink, but generally put on my leader. But the cool thing is this, if you skittish onto an objective, or even when an opponent is pushed, pushes one of your skinks like for the drive back step, or even with like distraction or whatever, you can then trigger this, but... If oh. the most optimal way is like skittish, you skittish onto an objective, then you react onto another objective. But this gotcha. push can go in any direction, so you could actually push forward to block that objective or whatever provides support. I, I it's just very flexible. So, so you're like cascading skittish, basically. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. It's almost a second skittish. As long as you're close enough. Yep. Okay. All right. Yeah. Should have played it that way. All right. So that's good. Um, the yep. next one we have is Unfeeling Resistance, which we're seeing a lot of lately, um, which is just uh, when you when this fighter is dealt a damage, you reduce that damage by one to a minimum of one. It's basically just having like an extra wound for the most part. Oh, yeah. No, and well, the great that's thing not is... true. If it's... Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no. That's it. But it's it depends. If it's like yeah. uh, if a warband has a ton of two damage attacks, you've just basically neutered them. It's better than plus one wounds. But yeah. it, it, it can like just screw over weaker warbands. But the cool thing about this, normally these kind of cards are like restricted to weaker fighters. This isn't restricted to anyone, so you could put it on Clack uh -oh. Truck or your leader. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and it, you get a lot more mileage out of it if you do that. But even still, you can, um, you know, just in a pinch, uh, save one of your uh, one of your skinks from uh, getting getting killed by like you know a not so great attack, which which could happen without this. Yeah, because so. if I'm being like a, a, oppressive, like aggressive with Otapattle, I like putting this on him because all of a sudden they'll go, oh, I'll just ping you with like this two damage attack. And all of a sudden he's like, oh, now I need to do a, f a, f a free damage you attack. Need to hit and then him, you go, you need okay. to hit him with more than one attack. And he's got his, you know, multiple dice and 
Exactly. That's and tough. then like I'm usually rocking buried instinct or he's on guard already. Right. Right. Yeah, this is and, a, the, uh, cards like this are are typically really good and are almost always auto includes in any war bin that has them. Hundred percent. Alright, cool. Um we also have uh unhesitating uh very simple plus one move. Fine. Great speed does that too. Plus two move instead if the fighter is a skink, which is everybody except for Clackdrock. I, I suppose the, the developers were like, oh, we can't let Clackdrock be that quick. Um, so, uh, but there you go. I mean, that's that's obviously good. It's a lot of range, cover ground, uh, you know, uh, gather momentum, uh, wing death, all those things. Uh, you're going to get a lot of mileage out of this if you're playing those things. Well, yeah, it's like a backup plan. Like, it generally, like, you put it on Clackdrock if you needed to get in, but all of a sudden you put on your skinks and, like, yep, the movement six. So they just unlock all of your mobility-based objectives if you need to. Or even if you just want to get into objective, all of a sudden your phone goes, oh, damn, that skink is now movement six. Oh, no, they would, they would be, if they're inspired, it's movement seven. Oh, yes. Yeah. Do you think you no run this? Like, for, oh, go ahead. No, there, and there's no downside for running this right, card because right. normally, like the Slanesh one, you need to be wounded and then you've got Savage Speeds. Do you think you run this in a deck that doesn't include any of those... Um cover ground or anything like that yes just for that movement six on the skink six on the skink okay but those those objectives are really good anyway you might as well blame oh yeah especially if you're doing this stuff yeah especially if you have this one or like any other movement shenanigans at all Mm -hmm. yeah it's like at that point you have enough of it in your you have enough of it in your deck if you have that and like maybe i don't know like one spectral wings and maybe proud runner and if you have that, that's that's like typically you want to have proud at least three runner. things. Proud runner is great. You Plus definitely you have use those. In the, that in this oh yeah, one, those guys are going to move, right? Yeah. So um, typically, if you you want to have at least like three of something to support a particular objective if you're going to throw it in. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just make sure that it happens. But there's a lot um, of those in the game now, so you can be redundant. Yeah. You know. There's what Too three, have a lot three of, of them. Yeah, there's a bunch of them where you just you you know you just move a guy six or five or whatever and you score a surge or something like that. It's crazy, right? But you don't like you don't want to like overload how much like tech you have to make sure that that goes off because otherwise it's just going to gum your deck up. So you you have to be kind of you have to make sure that there's like a right balance between like what the objectives are that you're choosing and how you're teching into them. That's that was the point that I was making yep. earlier. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, let's move on. Um, Astrolith Igniter, you say, is a decent based on play style one. I like this just because it looks like the thing that Indiana Jones stole from the temple at the beginning of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's like, oh, it's then, you know, like Al- Alfred Molina's like, throw me the Astrolith Igniter and I'll throw you the whip, you know? Well, it's also like, an there's like a terrible Assassin's Creed. What's that? Oh, okay, yeah, baby. All right. So this says uh, you can only put it on on, on Kizitaka. Kizzy, yep. Did I say that right? Yeah, okay. Kizitaka. Uh, it's it's a reaction, which apparently we love. Uh, during a friendly fighter's range one or range two attack action, before the attack action roll, spend a glory point. Um, the attack action gains cleave until it has been resolved. During a friendly fighter's... So that's... Any, it's anybody. Yeah, as long as it's not range free and you have glory. Right. Oh, so that can be, so you can spend a glory to get cleave 
for for Backtrack, if yeah. he's like way across the board yep no line of sight needed can work at any range you do have to spend glory but glory is so easy to get in diachasm that it's not really an issue right um and like i mean you could argue you could just run like crown of the dead or one of the other reaction upgrades but like some of them might be restricted or they're not but even then it's that ability to go oh you know what? i'll just turn on cleave and then that'll help with instinctive tactics but because everyone's on guard so much even if you're like fighting a dodge war band going oh, i'm on yeah. guard i'll go cool i'll go astral igniter and it's just that nice. option there that your opponent will either have to keep in mind or they'll forget well now i know why alfred molina wanted that thing so much it's great um, well, this yeah, is part but, of what but, but, you were saying earlier, how you make Kixitaka into a, 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 a buff, buff piece, yeah. piece. Yeah, where, you know, the the downside of this is that he has to be, you know, it's an upgrade for him, but, you know, you don't really use it for him. You use it for Clactrock or something like that. And he has to be alive much. and you need a glory to to use it, but it juices up Clactrock yeah, a it's, lot. It's, it's a decently strong effect so it's kind of worth all those you know stipulations yeah it's good in the meta well, especially too, if you're like against, running yeah against well, if you're running like amber bone weapons or even like any mm. of the salty weapons all of a sudden like mm. sticking cleave on that you go uh you go oh wow that's just basically guaranteed to kill almost mm -hmm. yeah that's pretty good all right and the last one that we like for particular play styles is herald of the old ones also something you toss on kizitaka uh, if this fighter is within three hexes of a friendly skink that is the target of a of an attack action, you can reroll one defense die in that skink's defense roll. I would imagine that includes himself, right? Yes, yeah, it does. Okay. Um, so I guess if you're like trying to hold objectives or if you're playing a little bit more defensive, maybe you would use this one. Uh, yeah, and it's like, well, you put it on Kizitaka, but once again, it makes him a buff piece. Because he's already mm. got two dodge, so he gets a reroll anytime he's attacked. But all of a sudden, if your opponent goes, oh, I'll just ignore your skinks. I mean, I'll know your leader. I'll just kill the skinks on the objectives or threatening me. Uh, especially if they're inspired, all of a sudden they're rerolling extra dice. But even then, you've got like fighters on one block and they're rerolling that. It's not just reroll dodges. So it's right. kind of this thing where if your opponent doesn't remember that it's not just for your leader, all of a sudden it makes all your skinks even more annoying to kill. And if they fail to kill, then you can skittish away and score more reactions potentially for instinctive tactics if you haven't got, scored that already. All right, cool. All right, so I think that that's kind of all the all the good stuff for, for the faction. Uh, let's do card awards. All right, first card award is the hunting aspect award. This is a Dangle Bro-specific shitty card because <laughs> there's one in every every expansion. They have this one card that's specific to something. And it's like, what? Why is that even in here? Um, and we're gonna give it to, uh, we're gonna give it to selfless sacrifice. Um, it is restricted to skinks in general, um, so it, you know it could go to the leader, but could, but it's it's mostly you'd, you'd probably, I don't know. This the, the the dangle bros are skinks too, so I think it counts. Um, yep. It is a reaction which we like, but during an attack action that targets this fighter, after the deal damage step. If the fighter will be taken out of action, this fighter makes an attack action. So wait, we don't like it because I remember seeing stuff in, uh, you know, there's there's one in, uh, you know, I remember the the oh man, who are they? The the Magors they had one like that too, where it was like if you died, you get to like 
last lunge at them or something. Yeah. Was that was that what it was called? Called last something lunge? like but, that. But with these guys, the skinks like they don't hit very hard. No, not really. Even even though Ultrapasm could shoot someone in the face on death, the problem yeah. is you're generally you would be running this in place of attack action upgrades, which would be more useful than going ah. I hope you would kill this skink so it can potentially hurt you, maybe. Yeah, it's not like it's not the worst hunting aspect award we've ever given out. Like there were some that were like very obvious. I think that this is the one that we get in this pack because there actually are a lot of like there is a decent amount of usefulness out of like a lot of the cards. So we just like needed to throw one down. Um, yeah. They're not all winners. You know what I mean? Um, the next one, uh, the aggressive defense award, which goes to the most confusing card in the set and it could be confusing like why would anybody choose this or it could be confusing like what does this say and uh so we have hold on i have to find it invisible hunter and this is like a word salad one i think um all right invisible hunter even look even glissette sitting in the card is like i have no idea what's going on um all right, remove a friendly Autopatchel from the battlefield. So just pick your chameleon up. He's gone. It's like, I thought that's what fish do. Um, that fighter is not out of action. Oh, contraire. It is no longer in action. Okay, but we're not going to consider it out of action. Um, the, this card persists until the end of the round. Sure. When this card is no longer, when this card no longer persists, so, so after the end of the round, Place that fighter in any empty hex not adjacent to any enemy any enemy fighters. Okay. And then unfortunately, you cannot play this card in round three. Yes. Which, which annoys it, me. Well, because if you could play it in round three, he would never come back. <laughs> no, I know that. Like that's the point. So like that's why it would be cool. Like it's I basically, must go. My people need me. Yeah, you go to Bed Bath and Beyond and he just goes into the Beyond section. You know, that's yeah. like you, you fall into some sort of like endless void. Well, it's just like I, a top I, down design. I that. You know, I'm yeah. sure they, they, they were all sit. They all had a meeting and said, hey, let's make this card where the chameleon guy like disappears and then comes back. And then they had to make a card that reflected that uh, sentiment. And, and I, this word sound yeah. here. I'm sure they tested I, this I a bunch of times and they had to put that. You can't play this on round three. I well, it's like, never did it. It's it a very thematic card because that's how Camellia Skinks work. Um, the round three thing was because of me because I, I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna play this in round three. What happens? And I realized he just never comes back. He just goes. He's not out of action. I know. He just removes himself. He's like, you know what? Fuck this. Shut him out. And he just goes. He just like you my people need he me. Just, he just just deuces. I'm gone. And I, like I think that there should be some sort of element in the game where a fighter can just of his own accord go like, I don't want to play. I don't want to be here. And then adjust the fighter leaves. Yeah. So That's you technically know, the spine thing. Yes, yeah. I know. I can't wait. Um, These animals right. they don't they don't have time for our shit. Then yeah. yeah. It's all bullshit. All right. Anyway, like, this um, is like potentially confusing because, like, when people go, so he's he's removed. He's not out of action. Yeah, he's just chilling. So it's like the blue horror, and then it's just hanging out just over there. Cascades. It just like collapses in rules questions. Right. It's like the blue horror. It's like Schrodinger's chameleon. What does bitter memories react to? What does it react to? I don't know. Let's just ban it. 
Um, okay. The unintentionally sexual card name award. We have four nominees this time around. Um, we have uh, what's well. I mean, it's look, it's, <laughs> it's a hotly contested award every time. Uh, we have the Great Drake. Yep. Uh, Hanchi's device. If you're into that kind of thing. If you're into devices. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, look. Some people are into that stuff. You know, there's like a whole industry of just Hanchi's devices. Mm-hmm. Every um, no helps. Yeah, no, I know. We have we have uh, the Romantic Depot down the street. I bet they have a whole like aisle of just Hanchi's devices. Um, we have Burst from the Shadows. This is my favorite one. <laughs> P- pretty good. And then, of course, Spawning Bond. And um, on the nose. Some people like it on the nose. <laughs> okay. All right, moving on. <laughs> I'm trying really hard not to laugh at my own stupid joke. Um I, I I don't know. I'm I, I think spawning bond. It just it sounds like or it sounds good. I like that one. I what like, do you guys like? burst you like? from the shadows. Myself burst from the shadows. Oh man! Oh, right. For me, it's the great troike. Like, oh well. Do you wake Sanchi's the dragon? Has to win, right? Uh, yeah. Yes, See, yes, waking the dragon. I don't know. I, I still think spawning bond. That's mine. All right. Well, all we right, all have our we all have our different preferences. You know. That's fine. Of course. Hey, people like what they like. Respect that. Um, exactly. Uh, the next, uh, the next award is the Grawl Award. Um, and this is what we give to the single best thing we like about the war band. And JWR, it's super easy to know what your favorite thing of this war band is. Oh my it's, gosh. It's your chameleon. Osafatal. Yeah. Cause it's like, he, he's the best fighter in the game. I, I love Iron Souls Condemners oh, cause they have the best inspire mechanic in the game but this this is the best fighter ever oh yeah like not only does he hit on crits but he's just yeah. he's also a quarry uh and a hunter but you care and he, al- he was almost able to just disappear from the battlefields yeah forever. it's almost just to go like fuck it no i'm gone i'm yeah. gonna here's gonna my question if if let's say that you, that that stipulation was never put on the card yep and he just disappears at the end does your opponent get a glory for that no, because he, no, right, he just disappears. He just, he just, he's just goes like, away. So wouldn't it be interesting if, like, if like it's like a tie game, and 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 they're like, "Oh, well, I have to kill your skank," and he's like, "Nope, he's gone." <laughs> exactly. It's just Houdini. he's not out of action. He's just nope. removed. He's just he's just he's not gone there. to a better place. Nanny nanny poo poo. Just saying. Um, Oddly, okay. he would come back if it went to tiebreakers and they did sudden death. Then then he would come back. Uh, yeah. Oh yes. Rounds. Right. Then you have to come back and play, so you'd have to come back. Oh yeah, that's yeah. true. Okay. All right. Um I I like uh my favorite thing is the nicknames. Uh, I just think uh Crack Rock and Dr. Anthony Houchy, they just kinda they just came to me immediately. Um and and I dig it. So that's that's my favorite part of these guys. Nick, nickname What's potentials. That? Randall, you didn't write anything. Do you not like this war band? No, I do. I just I I like how they're like I said before they're a finesse warband in the in in a in a sea of you know aggro warbands that we have right now. Having a more fl- uh, designed to be a flex warband is nice to see. Yeah, it's part. like because in diachasm you could argue a lot of the warbands are more direct, where this warband rewards you. Thinking a bit more. Definitely. 
I usually like war bands like that. I don't do too well with them, but I appreciate them. All right. So uh, we, we move on to our last award, which is called the Didn't Even Want It Award. And this is the single worst thing about the war band, the thing we don't like. Uh, JWR, uh, what's your Didn't Even Want It Award? Tapox Mystery. Because it's like, what? even though it reminds me of Star Trek. Yeah. Sounds like what a is this? name. Hold on a second. It's a gambit. Um, for some reason, uh, Kagra's on it. Um, pick one, even though it's even though it's a it's a it's a skink specific card. You think there'd be skink on it? Um, pick one opponent. That player picks one objective card from their hand, and shuffles the objective card back into their objective deck. Okay. Then that player draws an objective card. Um, yeah. So like. The problem is they could draw what they put, what they shuffled back in. Right. So like and they also happens? get to choose. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't like how the, they get to choose. Yeah. Yeah. So nothing could happen, but also you could also have just helped them make their hand yeah. more efficient. They get to choose. So it's like a mystery why you would even run it. And then it's like, I put in the mystery. Like, yeah. That's so the like, mystery. Fine. The mystery is what happened. Nothing. <laughs> it's oh, like, what? It's literally your opponent either makes their hand better or draws the card they yeah, put yeah. back in. Right. It's like I would like this like card a lot more if it was like spend a glory random. and yes. and look at their hand or something like look that, or, or or yeah. make it at random, like make them put an objective card back at random. Yeah, but that would be like too any good. Any of though. those fixes would help. Yeah. That would it's be too good. Like, so maybe yeah. you have a cost of glory to to play it, maybe. But even just having it work at random and then you draw a card and then send it back, the fact you can go put this card back in, oh look, I've redrawn. Oh it. yeah, that's a good <laughs> idea. Seven. Yeah, make them make them draw a card and then put one, but then put one back so yeah. they can't draw the one yeah. that they just put so back. So just yeah. okay. So just the uh, just the way that they like they like put the card together. Yeah, because there's a Thundrix Profiteer card which works exactly like that, and it goes: you draw an objective, then you put one back in. Uh, so it's like. Uh, it's like they've done it before with Elder Warband. It just makes no sense that this card right. basically can do nothing. Bullcrap. Um, well, it's a cool design, so, too. It's just a shame that it's not yeah. Yeah. implemented well. Yeah. yeah. So I, I was going to say personally that I thought the skinks were a little too squishy because I was playing with them and then like my skinks were always being wiped off the table. But actually, that chameleon not being able to disappear. Uh, I'm, uh, that's now what I hate the most about the band. I want to make the chameleon just like, just like go off and like be like, listen, guys, I I got a thing. Um, I got to do. I'm just gonna say goodnight. Uh, see y'all later. I'll text you later. Don't worry about it. And just peace out. Like, why can't he do that? I don't like it. I'm out. Sick of this underwater stuff. I'm gonna go to Age of Sigma 40k. Goodbye, guys. Exactly. Exactly. You guys are like. You guys are weird. I'm not dealing with this anymore. See you later. Like, I, I, why can't I just make him disappear? Randall, what about you? I just, I don't like Clacktrock. Okay, he gives me a lot of problems when I play against well, this war band. Okay, just. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, anyway, like and then also, I, I mean, I wish he had a, a keyword. Like everybody else has a keyword. Having a keyword is extremely important in the game right now. You know, oh, yeah, something hunter or yeah. quarry or. Whatever you know, but I guess how are they it, not all skinks? Like, well, he's a Saurus warrior. He's not a he's not a skink. Oh, I I wouldn't know. You can't give him the the skink. Well, skinks word, are but... like basically their general lizards. The Sauruses okay. are like their elite warriors who are bred specifically for war. Yeah, 
Okay, so so he looks more like a dinosaur. Yeah, I gotcha. All right, cool. All right, so um, JWR, we're gonna move on to the next segment. We like to call "Whip Out Your Deck," oh, and yeah. uh, we have uh, we have your your uh, Starblood Stalker's deck. Um, I'm just gonna kind of run down the cards that you've chosen to use. This is something you've been using lately, or it's like the last time you were playing with it. This is what you were using. That's pretty much the deck I use for the Starblood Stalkers. Gotcha. All right, so let's let's we'll go down the objectives and the gambits and the upgrades, and uh, just like kind of walk us through some of the uh, some of the choices, especially the ones that are a little maybe a little left of center. Like we already know why you like Balance the Cosmic Equation and Will of the Slan and and, and mm -hmm. the Great Plan and Instinctive Tactics. We know about that, but speak speak more to the uh, more to the universals that you're you're putting in there and like what you're trying to do with the deck. So yep. as far as the objectives go, it's those four that we just mentioned. Um, but you also have Gathered Momentum, which we've been talking about quite a bit. Show of Force, Swift Capture, Bold Conquest. All right, so you're 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 trying to jump on objectives with uh, Kitsitaka, do yep. some attacks. He's got some range, should be okay. Uh, dominant Position, Path to Victory, a lot of standing and killing. Um, underdog, which I think is perfect for these guys. Hundred percent. Yeah, and then of course hidden purpose, which is going to be your uh, your one of your restrictions. Really hard to score objective. Oh man, it's so difficult. Like, hardest one to score in the game. Exactly. Right. But I mean, it's um, like it's uh, a lot of hybrids and jewels just help with the balance. I mean, uh, the great plan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. So you have uh, let's see. Uh, Gather momentum is a hybrid. So is show of force. So is balance the co to cosmic equation, and so is underdog. And then you have path to victory is a duel. The great plan is a duel, but that's not the one that we care about because obviously that's going to be uh, later. Yep. Um, uh, but you also have bold, bold conquest. Oh, it's a duel. That's why you have it in yep. there. Yeah, bold conquest and well. swift. They basically unlock an early score for the great plan because yeah. swift capture is easy. Hold one in each, and then if you're mm -hmm. scoring it in the, if you have it in the end phase, you'll get will of the slan. But then bold mm. conquest because your leader has a range two or three attack action, so you can just charge onto any hex and score this, and then you go bam! I can now yeah. I've guaranteed myself the great plan. Right. The only the only issue that I'm seeing, yeah, and and those are both surges. Yep. Um. Yep. Okay. Now I see it. All right. So that's pretty good. So so you're playing very very flex. Yep. Gotcha. All right, for the gambits, this is what we have. We have buried instinct because it's it's good on on crack rock and also it's got the uh, the reaction right. Yep, um, and even on your leader and uh, autopaddle because they have two dots. Oh yeah, oh on on autopaddle is perfectly great. Um, restless prize because you want to have some manipulation if you if you're if, you, if you're teching that much into objective standing. I, I think restless prize is always a good one to choose. Yep. And it helps um, with bold conquest as well if you if you don't have a distraction or oh, trying yeah. to just set up bold conquest. Right, right, right. You can you can like just put like a little little platform for yourself. Absolutely. Yep. Uh distraction, because it's distraction. It's always good. Um you got burst from the shadows, Dr. Hanchi's device. Um you have uh Lords of the space time. You have uh the great Drake, you have Outrun Death. Uh so so you threw outrun death. Yeah. Wait, no, 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 no. That's, that's, um, sorry. That is a universal. Universal card, yeah. Which we will talk about in our uh, later run um, when we do our supplemental. You have uh, Symbiote's Call. What is this one? 
Oh, that's this is my the... tech card, yeah, because it's yeah. from the Silent Menace. So it either mm. picks a feature token and you flip it if it's within one hex, or you push choose a friendly fire within one hex and push them onto an objective. Oh yes, 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 yes. So this is so like this is my like, like essential tech against speed the beast grave decks. Oh yes, and that puts you back right if they're doing that. I gotcha. So that's a bit of a yeah. medical, but it's not really because it also works for uh, for bold conquests and swift capture and lots yep. of other stuff. Okay. Keeps you on an objective or saves you against someone trying to feed the beast grave you. Because even gotcha. you generally just need to hold one objective more than the opponent. The only thing that is path to victory that's different. But uh, symbiote school can just save your end phase. All right. Oh, outrun death works for an entire round. Yep. Round. Okay. So there's nothing synergizing with the quarry stuff, but it just helps with gathered momentum synergy. I thought about putting absolute stillness in there, but I didn't have enough push tech that I was comfortable with to put it in. Okay. Sounds right. Um, yeah, sounds good, all those. And of course, Duel of Wits, because duel, everybody's playing Duel of Wits. Because and it's a reaction, it. so it helps with instinctive tactics. And it's a reaction, there you go. All right. Um, next for upgrades, uh, you start with a Cryptic Companion, um, because you will be standing on stuff. And yep. you just have to pick a guy. Who, who are you throwing that on generally? Because he's tackling? Uh, anyone, really, but it's usually one Anybody's of my battle battle. skinks. So probably Otterpass or one of the skinks I'm keeping at the back. Okay. Um, let's see. You have Heaven Blessed Weapon, plus one dice. Spawning Bond, of course. Um, unfeeling Resistance and Unhesitating, which we've talked about earlier. Uh, you like the Soul Tooth Dagger, huh? That's oh, the yeah. plus one damage on a crit. You're going to have a lot of dice rolling around. Chances are, huh? And you get a reroll against a fighter with a move or charge token. Oh, nice. Okay. So, mm, see, the only thing that I have about that is that I typically don't, and it, I typically don't like to uh, attack fighters that have already charged you know to try to take them out if, if i can help it like i think that there's more value in attacking somebody who has not charged because if you make the kill then that's like one less option they have for the rest of the round oh yeah but that, i that look sense? at the reroll is a nice optional thing the more th thing i care about is going to damage free but also mm -hmm. what i find when i'm playing this warband people try and cap objectives to prevent me getting on them so I go oh you've moved on to the objective now i can potentially do free damage to you or more with my salty dagger Right. And you can combine it only... with Lords of Space. Oh, no, sorry. You can combine it with no, no, the, great me, Drake, me, me... the Great Drake. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, and get another do... dice. So you'd have four dice. Yep. And to try to fish for that critical. Yep. All right. Um, we got Glory Seeker, an oldie but a goodie. Um, yeah, because that could, like, if you put as Otapata when inspired, he's now, do, well, it's now doing three damage. Oh, jeez, he's doing three damage on Oof, that's, that's Even on your leader, it's border. actually a big threat as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have great fortitude and great strength, because why wouldn't you? And then um, quickening greaves. Quickening greaves is back. Yeah. Yes. The hold objective card. Like, it secures your end phase, because remember, it's not a reaction, but you generally, you can use it after everyone's burnt their pushes. So they go, oh, you know, I played Mischievous Spirits. What are you going to do? I'll put quickening greaves. So now I'm safe. And the new art I mean, on quickening greaves is incredible. Terrifying. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's a picture of a fat ass um, <laughs> dwarf like light, light king, right? no, a putrid light king, but he's oh, got these golden a... boots oh. on. Gulgosh, it's Gulgosh. Gulgosh. It's Gulgosh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, I thought yeah, it was a he dwarf. Has an axe, because... yeah. Well, I know. He, so he looks really short. On and he's really, and he's and he really has golden boots on. I'm yeah. like that. That looks like a dwarf. Oh, I, I like didn't realize a... that. Yeah. 
this card is essential for any hold objective deck. Yeah, definitely. Because especially if you put someone cryptic companion, you go, yeah, mm. I've now got that glory for Quick sure. And, and they just yeah. go, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, well, it also might force them into like an ill-advised charge just to try to like mess you up. Exactly. And if yeah. you've already like, you can also play at the start of the round before priority if you want to gamble. But generally, everyone plays it at the end of the round to guarantee an end phase. Yeah, quickening greaves is so good. Yeah, I'm surprised it's, they it's, let it come back. Right, right. I'm happy. Right. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I thought that one was kind of gone. There's actually a lot of stuff in the essentials where I'm like, wait, that one. Yeah, I wonder yeah. how. Those cards got in there. I was happy that they put Commanding Stride back in. Commanding Stride was one of my favorite cards back in the day. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. That's especially with like, like, because everyone uses it with Molog now, but it was really cool with like, yeah, Briar Queen or Stormsire. And I use it now in my Ripper's deck. It's really good. With Uh, Ripper's. But yeah. Oh, yeah, with Whippers as well. But um, I think the only other thing is, yeah, I think we mentioned everything for Symbiote's Call because it's it's like an unknown thing because people don't realize it at the moment because, well, Feed the Beast Grave decks are out there. But for me, that that is like the essential. You've got like Quickening Greaves is the essential upgrade for hold objective decks. And for me, Symbiote's Call is the essential gambit just because it can save you an objective for like if you wanted to keep like Cryptic Companion or Dominant Position. Yeah, it's like a... It's right. like a like a sidestep plus it's got that extra sentence that can help you against other objective warbands or or feed the beast grave warbands yeah because like if you didn't care about flip you could run swarming advance instead which is choose a friendly fighter in enemy territory and push two friendly fighters close towards that to be like sneaky to go on objectives but i prefer symbiote's call because it's just guaranteed and it can stop flips which is huge right and also, I was going to ask you, you know, you have distraction, but not sidestep, but I guess the symbiote's call kind of replaces the Yeah, because you got the skittish already. Yeah. And burst from the shadows. Yeah. And restless prize. Yep. Right. So plenty, plenty of motion. No, no issues there. All right. So, so JWR, when, when you're playing, you got, you, you put, you, you take your lizard men out, you're looking across the table. Let's talk matchups. Um, you look at across the table, what do you want to see? What do you want to see your opponent pull out? Uh, basically anything that's hard aggro that isn't an S-tier warband. So, like, even Rippers, I don't mm-hmm. mind too much because, you know, you have to worry about Rippers' main attack. But then if Ripper charges it and misses, you can just go, okay, cool, now I can just do my thing. Because, you know, they they may have, like, the pushes and stuff, but you have enough tech to go... I'll just ignore Ripper, dismantle the rest of the warband, and then go after Ripper. Uh, you do have to remember, like, the Snowfangs could rip you up, but then Clackdrop yeah. just go, I'm Clackdrop. Uh, but I do, it's, like, it's like, oh, I see you bite too. I bite too. Exactly. And then even against, um, like, the other A-tier warbands, they do pretty well. Even, like, Kanan's Reapers. They have to watch out for Kanan, obviously. But it's because they can do aggro quite well. But against hard aggro, you can sit back for a bit build up your objectives, and then go, cool, now I can be aggressive, uh, then inspire and just, like, murder them. Um, I'd imagine you'd be very good against, like, just warbands that are slow in general. Oh, yeah, even, like, any sort of control warband as well, like Crimson Court that are running Total Hunger Control, they deal with very well, Mm -hmm. because if they're just sitting back drawing cards, you can go, oh, cool, I'm going to get these objectives. You may not get Path to Victory, although you would be able to kill one vampire, generally in a round. 
so you can score, but you've yeah. scored in dominant position, will of the slam, hidden purpose, swift capture, all that kind of stuff. And then they're just going, you're scoring faster than them, and then you can use that to get the hot jump on them before they've run away in the th third round. Got it. Sounds right. All right. So if you're sitting down and you look across the table, and then what, what can your opponent take out that makes you go like, ah, oh, god damn it. Yeah, if Clackshock dies round one, that like especially after he fails a charge or before he does anything, that's a huge loss. Mm -hmm. Because like especially if he's like they go, oh, hit him for free and then drive him back and then distraction him into a lethal, and you're like, ah, oh, damn it. But it, it's basically Clackshock dying early, as well as any of your accurate skinks, so Huanchi or even Kizitaka. Because like especially if you've teched into him, like with this deck, I've because of the Essentials card pack, I've swapped off the stuff that makes him into a buff piece just to get more reliability with hold objectives. But even if he dies early, he's like a reliable attacker. So it's just losing any of your free reliable attackers because then you're either relying on the general skinks to either probe the opponent or finish off, which is never ideal unless they're inspired. Okay. And then, and then like, what kind of warband do you not want to see your opponent take out? Uh, any of the yeah. S-tier warbands and Drepper's Wraith Creepers, because, like, S-tier warbands are tough. Like, you generally have to, like, tech and so techs Venom and stuff, and even then, you're kind of gambling on succeeding attacks against them to do stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. And they're just very tough to deal with, because they can just run run straight for you. Like, Molog is just a pain. Uh, well. Morgox crushes, like, once they get going, it's very difficult for you to stop them getting going. And then the Mournflight... They will. They they have better objective control, so they will be able to control oh, yeah, you better. Can. And they they start off tougher to hit, and then the wraith yep. creepers will just murder you because they're super accurate range two two damage. So they can just go. Uh, I'm going to keep threatening you, pushing with death beat onto like objectives and stuff. And now I've just murdered all your skinks, so you can't hold objectives. Right. A anything else? No, it's just. Those really, those would mess mess you up. People. Any 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 bad. cards you don't like to see, like mischievous spirits. Oh yeah, mischievous spirits oh, is yeah. just sad times. That that yeah. kills the warband, but that kills any hold hold objective player. Sadly, exactly. All right, cool. Um, so that that sounds about right. So where do you put these guys? I, I know you did your um your your tier list recently. Where where did you put yes. these guys in your tier? Oh, eight tier. They're solid eight tier. Okay. Yeah, solid it, it A was... or like kind of bubble A? What do we think? Uh, they're still solid A because of like they're the main problem when you're playing against these guys is their deck is so reliable. You have to have a huge lead to be comfortable knowing you're going to win because if you're even with these guys, that's the worst situation for you playing against them because especially if they haven't scored the great plan yet and right. you're neck yeah. and neck with them, they can just go, great plan, I'm free glory ahead now. Oh so, yeah, that's it's true. So like at, at towards the end of the game, if you haven't seen it, you have to kind of be, be like, "Hey, can I see your objective uh, scoring yeah. deck right over there? Let me see what you got." Oh god damn it! Right. Yeah, I mean, they still suffer because of how primacy is at the moment and aggro. Mm. So I think they would only do better if we got a forsaken and restricted list because I assume they would like yeah. restrict a lot of the aggro stuff. Yeah, I, I, I kind of imagine that that would happen. I, I wonder if they're just like, because there isn't like a lot of, you know, in-person play right now, they're not really like, they're dragging their feet on it. Or is it like, I mean, I, I don't know what it is, but I mean, we're, we're very over. I'd have to assume a, it's coming out kind of soon. I It'll hope probably so. Come uh, up in the next... They might. They uh, might I mean, 
Yeah, <laughs> they might wait until the next season comes out. Uh, I have a feeling they're going to wait until the next season. Oh, all right. <laughs> I hope we can. I'd rather be what? wrong, but it's like well, I mean, I hope that we can last like what is it, three months? They're planning on like doing uh, the next season probably in September again. They're probably going back to their old uh, cadence. Yeah, because we're in June now, right? So it's only yeah technically it's just July, August, three months. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I. Hey, look. We can be patient. Um. Talking about board placement, last thing I know. Let's just hang in. <laughs> let's talk. Let, let's move on. Though. Let's talk about board placement. This is usually the last thing we talk about. Um, uh, when you're setting up, especially with the deck that you have, um, you know what kind of you know how how are you dealing with the boards? Are there particular boards you like, or certain like characteristics of the boards that you that that you care to have? So so it's, what, what what do you think? So generally, you don't want boards for yourself with too many block hexes because you've got a lot of range three and two attacks and it would kind of block you off more than you would like but generally if you win boards just any decent diagonal setup is great especially if your opponent's running aggro because you have the movement yes because if you have the movement and mobility to run past them and get that third objective because and generally you won't you don't care about gain on three you just want two even one is enough for you if you're playing against the hard aggro warband you offset them, give that diagonal, put a lethal in like no man's land, so they technically only have a free hex safe gap. Like you could like the best board is probably the arena mortis boards, uh, the one with the two block hexes in the middle, because you can basically make okay. a really punishing offset. But that kind of stuff is just golden because as I said, you don't need to be on free objectives. You only want the third one to inspire. And you have like Lord of Space and Time, Burst from the Shadows. You have all the mobility you need to get onto that objective in enemy territory. That is the Shade Cursed Lair. Yes. That Look one. that one up. All right. Sounds good. And and you said uh, and you said give your opponent the objectives because you have the speed to like make that work anyway. Yeah, it's like when I'm playing one flight, I will always give you the free objectives. Don't okay. Really? <laughs> yeah. Cause like, oh, because I I always take him, and then I just like sit in the back and make you make. Uh, I I like to make my opponent like come at me and then swarm him. No, the best way is the diagonal offset because you can literally force them taking two turns to get to you if they're not super fast, and by then you've oh. just scored your entire deck. They've scored okay. nothing. Hmm. So so do you, you don't care about inspiring that much with the banshees? Uh, no. Only if I only if it's beneficial to me. I mean, but I mean, like, you have to have your opponent close to you in order to do that. So, like, if if you're waiting, like, two rounds for them to come at you, then that's a lot less um, efficiency from the uh, from the inspiration, because now you probably only get to be inspired for, like, maybe the last round. Yeah, but it's, like, fine. The deck, the warband doesn't s- score much from being in the opponent's face, except for just getting kills. Yeah, yeah no, I guess you're right. Okay. Yeah, I'll try it that way. All right. JWR, I feel like we we really uh, wrung out a lot of the, a lot of the info that we were looking for from this uh, expansion and from your uh, area of expertise. Um, but as you know, we uh, always end our um, our episodes with uh, with the uh, segment called Keys to Salvation. This is a um, a tip or trick or some sort of strategy that you think is particularly relevant to the game, especially as it stands right now. It does not have to be gameplay specific. It could just be, you know, just like surrounding the game and the experience. 
But um, w- 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 you wanted to talk about um, just like understanding your warband in and out. Um, cause I think, uh, and I think this is a good idea. You, why don't you take it away? I don't want to, I don't want to give it away. Go ahead. Yeah. Cause especially with dire chasm warbands, the complexity of warbands has risen and they have yeah. tons of abilities and reactions and like special rules. So like if you're playing age of Sigma or 40k, like for age of Sigma, you've got like AOS cheats or shorts or whatever. Um, and it basically is a website that will, you put in your army list and it'll print off all the special rules you need to remember. So it's something like a cheat sheet, basically. So obviously you can't really use this in tournaments during games because it's technically a note, so you can't use notes. But it's something right. good to reference when you're like having it next to you when you're playing practice games or even in between rounds. So for example, with the Starblood Stalkers, it's like always remembering I've got Skittish, always remembering Clack, jaws, uh, clack Track when he attacks and his jaws, that always triggers. And then any other abilities, such as even just the Inspire condition, because it's really useful for warbands such as Elethane Soul Raids. They have too many reactions. They have oh, yeah. uh, potent- one reaction every end of the power step for the opponent, and then after any activation, you can like react with the crab to push him as well. So you've got like all these abilities to remember, and it's even you could write down key plays like, oh, I will ri- I'll put like Cryptic Companion and then Quickening Greaves to make sure that objective is safe, stuff like that. But it's generally remembering the key points of your warband. Because you, you'll get it with reps, but when you're starting, it's very yeah. easy to forget. Yeah. And it, it's not something you should rely on, but it's a good, helpful tool while you're practicing because you can't use it in tournaments. Yeah, I mean, like, because one issue that I've I've mentioned on the show is, like, every time I play Banshees, I forget that you can push the lady if she's inspired and you attack Oh, yeah, because they all have reactions like- that they don't need when they inspire right exactly so i and and it's just like oh yeah that's right she can do that and 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 there are some cases where that has been very helpful and there's been some other cases where i forgot i could do it and i realized oh i could have won that game if i just remembered that you know that 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 reaction exists um so yeah and 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 i i'm gonna have to agree with you i think like one of my biggest complaints and i don't know if it's like a good complaint because it actually is it makes the game a lot more interesting, certainly, but it is like, but, but Direchasm has just had so many crazy things that they're, you know, the fighters can do and interactions like the, the developers are really kind of looking at and going like, okay, well, what kind of crazy thing can we do here? Um, but then we have to remember it. So, um, so I think that's a good idea. And I, I, you know, we've talked earlier on about, you know, memorizing what your, you know, which cards you have in your deck. You know, um, yeah, because it helps a, you, you know, county through that. You, I mean, exactly, so you know exactly, right? Um, but I, but yeah, I mean the the way and the reaction windows when 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 things are uh, you know you know fighter abilities or whatever, like when those when those occur and how they occur, um, knowing how how they work is going to also make you uh, not just play the play the the warband better, but also to pick the right cards in the right and and play them in the right way um so it really just allows you know the synergies to kind of really shine if you if you know what everything does exactly yeah 100 i mean like i wouldn't be too against someone going oh, i've got this cheat sheet just to remember key abilities of the warband so obviously some if you're playing in the tournament you have to check with the to and it, your yeah. opponent but it's oh, like really like okay yeah because technically yeah it's technically against the rules but for, for me, like people are using it in 4K and Sigma all the time, so I, I don't personally see an issue. 
but you can like it can be a prompt to help remind you talk through your stuff like even if you go to your opponent at the start of the game uh, i'm just going to keep talking to myself in terms of like after the reaction i can do this and i'll keep saying it even though maybe repeating myself and you can just remind me just so i remember i can do this now i'm going to do it like for example like um skittish okay you're moving within two hexes of me so if i'm still there i can skittish instead of like because you oh, can I use see. that from the notes so you can like voice gotcha. out because your, your opponent can't go well you're you're clearly reminding yourself constantly of what your warband can do that's against the rules it's like no so it's just because like generally players voice out what they're going to do right i do it so i can partially remember what i'm actually can do so it's just you you use the notes to build off of that basically you could also do it like memento style and like write it down on your arm like tattoo yourself <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. what's the time? Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, just, whoa, whoa, what did, that's an interesting sleeve you have there. It's like, uh, yeah, it's like, wait, why does it say remember skittish on your arm? Um, just hope you don't sweat a lot. Ex right, exactly. No, 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 no. Oh, are we doing this as Sharpie, or are we, or this, is this, like, permanent ink? Are we, are we going oh, to tattooing it into your I'm wrist? Saying, tattoo, yeah, tattoo that on your wrist. Be like, don't forget skittish. And everybody's like, what's... Then you're just like in a normal situation where you're not playing, and everybody's like, "What's what does your tattoo mean?" mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, it's Pretty so I don't stretch. forget when I'm playing Warhammer. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. So like, um, I'm gonna go. It's a little else extreme now. there, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the new level right. of tech for Underworlds for season five. You have to tattoo the rules on your wrists. Mm -hmm. Oh boy, this is. Uh, it, see, now that's gonna kill the they game. They can't kick you out for having tattoos. That's discrimination. No, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. See that? It's the See ultimate that? cheat. Loophole. Dig it. All right, guys. Uh, I think we did it. Uh, John, just thanks for coming on, you know, um, and also thanks for the, um, you know, for the, the service that you, you provide for the community because you are really on, you know, like you're on the scene. You're, you're putting out great content all the time. It's very consistent um and and we appreciate it the bat uh, the, the bat reps uh, that you do are are really great to watch um and uh and very informative and you know you use a lot of the the most recent stuff so like sometimes when i want to like personally when i'm like oh what does what do, what do headcrackers do because like i'll i'll watch and, and watch you guys play around with it and and that really helps me to kind of like figure out you know uh strategy and just like gameplay you know like flow it's, it's really good stuff and and i really appreciate that you do it and i'm, I'm sure the community does as well oh thanks yeah because i just basically because we can't really game so i just i'm happy showing off all the tech that i can just to help people because you know at least we can use this period to learn and like i'm just blessed that i've got a lot of people who are happy to do webcam stuff with me so the cool thing is because uh, it's actually really difficult even in london to find players now so mm -hmm. it's because i can like as you said, show off new warbands, so I can actually go to people who've been playing for a while well with certain warbands and go, can I play you? Because I know you can show off this one really well. Like um, Rob Howard with more um, Headcrackers Mad Mob. Because I, obviously I know how to show them off, but I think it's more interesting when I show off a new someone using the new warbands really well and then I have to play around that. Because mm. occasionally it can be just me showing off how the new warband works because I know how to use it. Well, it's good stuff, and and I I do suggest that if anybody wants to see some really high quality bat reps and just like other you know news and information that you that you provide, really great resource that's out there. Oh, thank you so much, dude. Yeah, cool, and 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 of course, thanks for helping us out. I mean, you definitely classed up the joint a little bit. Uh, 
Randall, I think we did it. I think it's uh I think we're ready to go, huh? Yep. All right, cool. So uh for Battle for Salvation, this is Max Bernstein. This has been Randall Slate. And, and uh, I am scene. John. Oh right. One and then crits. of course John, yeah. the one who crits, absolutely. And we'll see you all next time. Lords, Lords of, of space, space and, and time! time.